Hello, 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 and welcome to Capital Musings, DNCDF podcast, where we focus on fresh ideas that make finance work for the poor in the 46 least developed countries. I'm Eduardo Tanchoni, your host. You can find Capital Musings on your preferred streaming platform or directly on our dedicated website, podcast.dncdf.org. Later this month, the governments of Kenya and Portugal will co-host the Ocean Conference to define actions over the decade of action for the oceans, running from 2021 to 2030. The Ocean Conference comes at a critical time as the world is seeking to address many of the deep-rooted problems of our societies laid bare by the COVID-19 pandemic. This will require major structural transformations and common shared solutions anchored in the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. To mobilize action, we at UNCDF have decided to dedicate this new season to oceans with a new series called Protecting Our Oceans, where we will talk about the specificities, science-based innovative solutions that we can jointly take action upon to galvanize global support to our oceans. Today, I'm honored to be joined by someone very special who's at the forefront of making sure ocean action is brought to the next level. I'm pleased to welcome Her Excellency Ms. Ana Paula Batista Grade Zacarias, Permanent Representative of Portugal to the United Nations. Welcome, Madam. Thank you for joining us today. A big pleasure to be with you. And you can call me Anna, it's okay. <laughs> it's wonderful <laughs> to be you. with you. And it's very interesting what you are doing to support development, sustainable development. It's fundamental for mankind at this point. Thank you indeed. So let's hear from you and I try to get to know you a bit better. So can you please share with us three words that best describe your life journey thus far and what they mean to you? Well, I was thinking about it and then I came up with three words. I think the first one is gratitude. I am a woman, 63 years old. I am healthy and I am grateful for that. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. And I'm grateful for coming from a country and having been born in a country that is by the sea, where I can be happy eating some fish and just breathing the air and never having to experience extreme violence or war or hunger. So I think that I am very fortunate and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the job that I have, that I love, and I'm grateful for being here at the United Nations and give my contribution to multilateralism and to dialogue between nations and people. So this is the first word, gratitude. The second one would be change. I think this is a basic feature of life, and sometimes we fear change, but we have to embrace it, or I try to do that. Our life changes from one day to the other, and we need to be resilient, we need to be adaptive, we need to find a positive stance to continue. And I think that we need to have this idea of change and me being a diplomat and changing from one country to the other. This gave me the opportunity of embracing change and using it to look into the future and plan for the future. And I think this has been an important part of my life. The third word is understanding. Understanding 
how and why. This was something that since I was a child came across my mind. Why do things function this way? How is nature functioning? How are human societies functioning? Understanding is also a platform to love and to respect diversity, diversity of nature, understanding its fundamental form, participating in it. And I think that understanding would be my third word. So gratitude, change and understanding would be my three main words. Thank you so much for sharing this personal side. I think these are very powerful words that sometimes we overlook. But like it's really important also for us and the work that we do to have a full understanding of where we come from and the adaptability to change and the need to further understand who we're working with, who we're working for and what we're working towards together as a community. <laughs> this is an important month. We're in June. And we've celebrated last week was Ocean Day, but this is very important also for us all and for the oceans. So we are embarking on the road to Lisbon, if I may call it that way, as we are going towards the Ocean Conference that aims to turn into action SDG 14, which entails life below water. And this is something that the government of Portugal has always been a strong supporter of throughout decades. So why do you think at this stage today, holding a conference on the oceans is so important? Well, because oceans sustain uh, all life on the planet and is fundamental to human survival for our own well-being. There is not a healthy planet if there is not an healthy ocean. And we realize this. It's very important to see this connection also between oceans and climate change. It's fundamental to see oceans as an opportunity also for sustainable development and to generate new jobs, new opportunities uh, for people. But at the same time, we understand that uh, it's the situation is very alarming in terms of the raising of the temperatures of the water, raising of acidity of the water, and the loss in biodiversity. And we now have scientific data that confirms that we are in a very dire situation. We need to act. We need to act based on what we know. We need to care for the ocean because caring for the ocean is also to caring for Earth. And for Portugal, the oceans represent a connection with our history, with our culture, with our physical landscape, with our economy. We are absolutely linked with the ocean. But it also represents a commitment to multilateralism because the solutions have to be found at world level, at global scale. It's a global issue that needs global answers. So what do we do? The idea is that we can gather the United Nations and the auspices, of course, of the Secretary General and us and Kenya as host countries to organize this ocean conference where we will bring together thousands of people from governments to civil society to business community to young people, local communities, bringing together their knowledge to try to understand what's going on, what is the situation. It's very interesting that the conference itself, it's called 
a conference or partnerships for ideas of new solutions. And this is what we're trying to get answers for and the connection with science. We need to bring forward all the knowledge that we have on science and bring then the solutions that we need at world level. Thank you so much, Anna, for sharing mm -hmm. that. I want to further stress something that you said, the need to garner together to hear directly from the people directly affected by ocean acidification, climate change, etc. And from that, trying to garner all the knowledge that we have as an international community, and from that, take action together, see common pathway, because only together can we really achieve change and can we really reach the 2030 agenda that we all aspire towards. As part of the conference, you said you're going to be having representatives from civil society, from youth, from scientists. So a little bit, quite a diverse array of personalities, not only, you know, us, UN people, but also people that are on the ground as well and that directly serve communities at the local level. Beyond the conference itself, there's also quite an interesting set of forums that the government of Portugal has set up including the Youth and Innovation Forum, as well as the Sustainable Blue Economy and Investment Forum. So what role do you think that youth, innovation and investment can play in accelerating action for the oceans? Well, the presence of youth in the conference is very important. Uh, but let me say first that the conference will be organized as a normal conference of the United Nations. There will be a, a debate, a main session of debate between the heads of state and government and the different ministers that will be there. We are waiting now for around 23rd heads of state and government, plus uh, more than 100 high representatives. And then there will be eight thematic debates. So we hope to bring people together to discuss very concrete elements. It's fisheries, it's pollution, it's the law of the sea and the legal instruments that we have. It's the connection with the environment. It's the possibility of creating new businesses and new ways of developing activities that are sustainable, connected with the oceans. And besides that, we have four major events that, as you mentioned, are associated with the conference. One with youth, another one with local communities, a third one about blue economy, so with the business community, and the fourth one about the full cycle of water. It's integrating SDG 14 with the SDG 6, talking about fresh water and ocean water and the connection of these two into the water cycle. So... On use, I would say that this is fundamental that they are there because there is a connection. The forum is called Use and Innovation. So we want young people to participate, not only to bring their messages, to bring forward their ideas, but also to bring very concrete development ideas of innovation in terms of solutions that we can bring forward. It's part of the conservation of nature is part of the youth political movement towards uh, climate change, but it's also the ideas for solutions for the oceans. And um, young people enjoy the ocean. They surf, they swim, they love the ocean. Oh, the ocean is life, is really something that we hope that they can bring new ideas how we should proceed in its conservation and care. And the other forum that we are hoping that will be very important and interesting is the Forum on Blue Economy. 
because here we are talking about business. We're talking about aquaculture. We're talking about sustainable tourism. We're talking about new ways of sustainable maritime transportation, not so polluant. We are talking also about ways to bring in new jobs connected with the production of new foods, using algae for different possibilities in food and in other areas. We're talking about sustainable energy and produced offshore, for instance. So there are many elements that uh, we hope that can be brought. And finally, the third forum that we are organizing on localizing action for the ocean. We need to bring local communities. They are the ones that are experiencing most of the difficulties because they live near the ocean. If water rises, they will be the first ones to be affected. Their livelihoods would be affected. And in many cases, they are the ones that also have the best solutions, the most sustainable solutions. So we hope to bring in representatives of indigenous communities and local communities from around the world also to discuss this matter. Quite a packed kind of <laughs> set <is>. of events. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we hope to have uh, uh, around 10,000 people in Lisbon which is a huge number and a huge responsibility in terms of <laughs> organizing the event and having all these people together because it's governments, as I said, it's civil society, it's academia, it's also young people, local communities and local governors, business people. And we also are prepared to have around 300 side events, 100 side events that will take place physically and the, near the venue where the conference is taking place. Another more or less 100 side events that will be taking place outside of that area, but around Lisbon also in Portugal, and another 100 that will take place digitally. So I think that everything that you can think of when you discuss the oceans will be discussed in Lisbon. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's also we are fortunate enough to get there in Lisbon and in Portugal we're going to have the chance of looking around in different areas of beyond Lisbon for example an investment forum in Qashqais which is a little bit on the coast so to truly experience the beauty of the country that you represent you touched upon the different dimensions that come into play when talking about oceans right so there's the nature dimension there's the environment dimension there's the interconnectedness with the climate which is a huge issue that we're experiencing but also the interconnectedness with the people themselves and they need to hear from them what's needed what we should be focusing on what are the priorities for them in order to survive and to make sure that their environment that they live in is fully protected and taken the most out of without depleting the main essence. Lots of things, lots of discussions, anything you can think of on the oceans is going to be discussed. But are there, in your opinion, some key outcomes, some key priorities that you would like to see coming out of the conference, but also connected to any one of us, right? Both as development partners or investors, but also you touched upon youth and you're continuing on their political movements to raise awareness on that on the need to preserve our oceans. So what's your take on that? What do you think we should all be focusing on going forward? As I said, the conference is about stock taking, it's about partnerships, and it's about solutions. That's the title of the conference itself. So we hope that a strong political declaration will be approved at the end of the conference by consensus. We hope that this declaration commits governments to do what we are 
talking about preserve the oceans and take care of the oceans and uh, bring in data that is so important that we need to know more about the depths of the oceans, about this interconnection between climate change and the oceans. So this is an important element, this political declaration with the political will to go forward and continue this discussion and continue to find solutions. And beside that, there are pledges. We hope that at this moment, we have almost 2,000 voluntary pledges made by governments, made by different stakeholders, saying what they are planning to do from here to 2030 to increase the protection of the oceans. So these are two very important elements, the political declaration and the pledges. Plus, there is a lot of other elements that people are already talking about. The first one is that at WTO, an agreement was already reached in terms of the subsidies for fisheries. And this is a very good outcome if we can arrive in Lisbon with already some sort of agreement on the issue of overfishing and subsidies for fishing. The other element that a lot of people is talking about is a possibility of new legal instruments about plastics. This would be very important and very interesting. This was discussed during the fifth session of the United Nations Environment Assembly in Nairobi. And so we hope that this can be pushed forward. Plus, we can use the Lisbon platform to push the work on COP27 on climate change and also push what will happen in the COP15 on biodiversity. Both COPs are very important and both have a connection with the oceans. And of course, we are celebrating the UN decade for ocean science and sustainable development. So we really hope that the conference can be a key step in the celebration, because this is not just a one-off. We hope to continue engaging member states of the United Nations on this path of debating and discussion and finding solutions for the oceans. I think there are many elements. Of course, a conference cannot solve it all but it can be a stepstone, very important in the framework of this decade on oceans and to bring together all these different elements that we are trying to discuss and to bring solutions, actual clear solutions for the problems that we identify. Indeed, indeed. I think it's going to be a milestone where we're going to be really stock take what's happening on the ground we're going to find and devise new partnerships in order to drive the solutions that are going to emerge directly from practitioners, from oceans themselves, and to see how can together we can move towards protecting them more efficiently. Mm -hmm. I really like the connection to additional global commitments as well as global actions that we are partaking in and global conferences that are going to be happening in the near future and how it's important to connect the dots when talking about oceans because it's truly i think as you were describing before oceans encapsulate the entirety and the diversity of work that needs to be done not only to protect the oceans but also earth in general and also to make sure that we live a dignified world in a yeah. dignified world and a dignified life moving forward. Yeah. So you shared a lot of thinking, you shared quite some practical solutions as well and practical actions that we can move towards together for. So do you have any last words that you'd like to share with the audience? 
just to underline what you've just said, that when we talk about the oceans, we talk about biodiversity, we talk about climate, we talk about the water cycle, we talk about sustainable development as a whole, we talk about jobs, we talk about the livelihood of people that live near the oceans and the ones that do not live near the oceans, but are affected by any problems that they might have. And so we need to continue our work to stop marine pollution, to stop overfishing and to bring back marine biodiversity so that we can enjoy the ocean. The ocean is a place to connect people. It has always been a road to connect uh, people. And so we need to use the oceans also as a mean to enjoy and to use it in a sustainable way. So we, with our friends from Kenya, as co-hosts of the conference, are doing our best to set the stage, to bring all this together. And I'm very hopeful that this is the case, that the conference can bring all these people together. And it is also important that we do not stop here, that we will continue, that this debate uh, will continue at the level of the United Nations in the different forum, and that we are able, as you were saying, to connect the dots. And here I want to go back to the beginning. You asked me the three words that were important for me. So I think that we must face change and be able to find solutions for changing environment and find ways to find the good solutions and to be positive and look into the future. What can we do? And to do that, we need to understand what's going on. And we need to understand that there are different answers, different solutions that we need to put together. And I'm very grateful that we can do this together at world level, because only at world level, we can find the real solutions for this global question. And we know a lot now in terms of science. So now it's time to care. Now it's time to do our job and protect the only earth that we have. And it looks from above, the earth is blue. So we need to protect it. Thank you so much, Anna, for joining us today. I think you share so many inspiring thoughts and so many inspiring solutions that we can all be kind of interiorize and act upon, as you said, to protect the blue and uh, yeah. to protect our as you said so thank you so much again and thank you to our audience for joining to capital musings to talk about oceans thank you for joining us today and thank you to our audience for joining us on UNCDF podcast capital musings once again you can find us on apple spotify and our dedicated website podcast.uncdf.org if you found this episode useful, please spread the word on Twitter with an hashtag Capital Musings or leave us a review. Reviews help us and new listeners discover our podcast. So if you enjoyed listening, please leave a review. Thanks and until next time.